0: Welcome back. It's the Dick and Ham show episode, episode four. They said we'd never make it to four, but, but here we are.
1: Should we come straight out of the gate and raise an interesting point? The, the the misalignment of the number of episodes we've actually recorded with the episode numbers?
0: It's all part of it. It's, it's part of the mystique. It? Is it mystique? Yeah, it's part of yeah. the mystique. You know, mystique okay, yeah, cool. Exactly. Keep, keep people it's confusing it.
1: for me. I know the, I've spoken to the people at Spotify. They're upset. I don't know where it ends from here.
0: <laughs> he spoke to Daniel Eck, the guy who founded Spotify about a podcast. Yeah. It's our version of the of the never listened to Wu Tang Clan album.
2: You know? Yeah. It's the is the misalignment <laughs> of numbers. No one really gets it maybe that dickhead from the farmer is going to give us a billion dollars for it or something do, aren't do
0: we know the status of that because he went to jail and as part of he's that he's inside yeah but as part of that i think there was forfeiture of the, of the one-off wu-tang of the, clan of the, and the wu-tang <laughs> serious it was named in court documents as something you need <laughs> to give back but i don't know where it went i look i don't like the wu-tang clan i never have but i love that idea they're just like, you know what, let's make one ver- one copy and make it out of gold or something absurd and just bury it out in the desert or make some just absolutely ridiculous story and then put some tight restrictions around it. So, Because the thing was, if you bought it, you were not allowed to play it other than in certain circumstances in like a <laughs> closed room where like you could prove that no one was recording it. You weren't allowed to upload this and that. So it's like quite ironclad conditions around it. And the, the guy bought <laughs> it for a million dollars. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's It's good. I like it. It's good. It's a good play. Did you ever hear that? Um, did you ever hear that David David Bowie restructured is like David Bowie archive, so that you could basically buy listed shares in David Bowie, like yes, I know, remember that, like oh. enterprise. So you could, and it would be all based on his past earnings, future earnings, whatever. I don't know how it works working no, I actually now say so I don't know whether it was listed or how the, I don't know how it's structured but yeah you could essentially invest in David Bowie as an entity on an ongoing basis and be rewarded with like so they stock just performance
1: in, style. in a year they they bank all the um all the royalties from every time he's played on the radio and album sales or whatever they bank that as the profit of the business and you get a dividend I,
2: I guess yeah and and it might even be though as well that like yeah if people are like wow his back catalog's going to be you know, we thought it was going to be worth $100 million, but you know, now that he's dead and with everything else that's happening in the market, maybe it's worth $500 million. Maybe your shares are going up too,
0: you know? Yeah, I but it, know. Was, it wasn't just theoretical. I think it was a real thing, but I never heard much after the, the initial fanfare of this being a thing, but it was a while ago, right? Like it was probably 15 years ago, long, long before he died. I wonder what happened to it. Well, uh, I have to get a David Bowie expert on the show. Someone
1: who bought shares in Bowie, see how that went. Is it? Is there a chance this was a Bernie Madoff sponsored <laughs> <Yeah>. float? <laughs> Maybe it was all think, just uh, Ponzi. I think that I think the word they used
2: to describe it was a scam. I think scam uh, was the word. Yep. They used. yep. Yeah. Scam. A grift. <laughs> quite a compli- quite a complicated structure.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. Did
0: the uh, on the topic of the the Wu Tang album in the box have we covered before? There was a, a sort of eccentric, I don't know what you call him like art dealer or somebody who buried a box of treasure in the middle of nowhere and people have yes. been trying for 20 years to find it and several people have died trying to find it. It was like, I don't know if you know it, Andrew, it was a million dollars worth of like gold bars and he buried it in a box and wrote a poem about it, like which would give you some clues where it was. Yeah. And it was a real thing and people, someone finally found it 15 years uh, after he did it. It's solid. Unbelievable. What should we do? Should we do the, what's the Australian equivalent of that? What's our equivalent of that? A jet ski? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the slab of slab of forex, a golden jet ski in a shipping yes. in a shipping crate.
1: Well, that's that's how you 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 transport them around, as as I'm led to believe. As yeah. the, um, the Indiana in Jones
2: has told us anything?
1: Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, he's he was big in the jet ski game back Wasn't in he? the day. <laughs>
0: Be, imagine if you did bury something in the middle of Australia. It would be the world's most boring and deadly treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I think, yeah. I think Bur- Burke and Wills may have proved that point. They sure did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's Burke and Wills. that's going to be a hard jump for our international uh, audience, obviously.
2: We've, we've, just, we've just hit the last creek, and the next one is, yep, it's uh, 2,714 kilometres from here.
1: Well, the irony is they didn't know that at the time it was all uh you know it was all the right road ahead of them
2: yeah they're like Darwin should be just around this next hill yeah, they're and being, we're they're in
0: like be... we're in like preston yeah, <laughs> there's
1: some more water just up here we'll be right yeah,
0: it should be fine andrew i'm always slightly distressed by those beer cans that have the entire top of them off i know it's commonplace yeah it's but it's there's something about
1: it's nouveau and and in fact, I may get into trouble with the listeners for drinking these because these are the colonial brand, which has uh gotten some bad press of late. can you say that well, brand I think advertising's still okay uh, yeah, yeah what, what what
0: happened? I'm not across the colonial
1: situation well, because of the the uh, the black lives matters uh reference to colonialism is on the sour oh okay, yeah, although it was well it was noted that the brand was actually born out of it, the name of a the pub where I think the founders purchased and then started their microbrewery in, I want to say Fremantle, Western Australia. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily named specifically after that. Although the pub, whoever built the pub probably named it after them.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: I think the pub was named after Glen Colonial. So I don't think, I think it's fine. He was a well-known restaurateur, Glenn Colonial. It's actually why they named Colonial Stadium. They named it after him as well. He was yeah, a
1: really that's good true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a raking left foot and a yeah, pretty good mark.
0: Raking. Why raking? It's such a specific, <laughs> such a specific <laughs> yeah. description.
2: Now, only, only left footers can be raking. By the way, semi-related note, um, Ain Christou runs the uh, the fish and chip shop near here. Remember oh, him? He had a raking.
1: Our house Wolf. from Tasmania
0: Everyone used to say Wolf when he kicked the ball That's right, he was a, yep. a very good player What's he doing these days apart from the fish and chip shop
2: Sorry guys, I've just got a quick update on the wires Is that Paul Boutros Won't be able to join For reasons unspecified
0: Yeah, so look, shout out to the boot camp Who's obviously not, not able to join And to the ranch, who's sick, you know, get, get well big guy He's in bed with uh, shingles, I believe it's I
2: hope shingles? it goes
0: away Is it yeah. shingles? No, I'm fucking joking, Jesus. of <laughs> shingles uh, Iodine yeah. shingles.
1: Not- oh, shingles is a couple of years ago. It's rough. Really, isn't it? Adult measles. Uh, chicken pox. Chicken pox. Right, chicken right.
2: pox. I heard that the ranch has trench mouth.
1: <laughs> it's a terrible. Oh, I heard he has uh, ranch mouth. Yeah, ranch all mouth. the time on the pot. Yeah, it's run that ranch mouth off.
0: He's got it, and he's got the tennis elbow, gout.
1: Yeah, yeah, gout. He's gout. he's high on. High or low on citric acid? Which one? Is- uh, high. 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 high.
0: I didn't think high. I think high. If anything, it'd be high. Too high. Yeah, too, too much. Basically, too much boozing, and it causes a buildup of particular. It's, I think it's like a uric acid that would usually be oh, pissed out, acid. but it somehow just like coagulates and goes down into your feet, and it and, and then, and then it crystal crystallizes. Yeah, you get stabbed from the inside by piss crystals. Uh, it's the disease of kings, <laughs> and the, it's the, disease, the of kings disease of kings, and the king of diseases. That's what they call it. <laughs> Sacramento Kings too, <laughs> but you can get the elbow. You can also get an elbow sam, so you can get the piss crystals inside your elbow, which doesn't make sense gravitationally. I don't understand how they would get up there. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot I don't know about anatomy, so like it, this, there must be a way because I know someone who got gout in their elbow; it's very painful. <laughs> elbow gout. Well, anyway, so that's what the ranch has apparently. On top of everything else, that's that's wrong. Oh, so let's let's a little hope it gets suspicious there. to me. Yeah, it's a late scratching. And look, Andrew, you, it's good that you're here because you'd been sort of a dubious withdrawal twice or possibly three yeah, times. We're cheers. starting to raise questions. Like privately when you weren't around, we're starting to say, look, how's also the commitment level? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got a T-shirt made up saying Andrew's a knob. Um, Are <laughs> you know, wearing it? No one here knows.
1: Do I get the? Um, do I get a slice of those? Because I'm happy to push them. <laughs> Andrew's oh, no, a
0: knob man. T-shirt. I'd like to see Izzy wear one. I think that would be ideal because she definitely she would wear that.
1: Well, she represents that particular, you know, thought process on about me most of the time. Can we can we flip back for a minute to the fact that Sam, in you know, suggested that gout was the the disease of the Sacramento Kings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I know, cost them two championships in the yeah. late
1: nineties. Mitch yeah. Richmond's running around with severe gout. In and his Vladi,
0: Vladi Divac, who was a very good player but just didn't believe in fitness, he would have had it for sure. Gout
2: really inexplicably came out of nowhere and, and stopped Harry Kuehl from playing in that like deciding World Cup match that we lost to the Italians Is that right? in like 2000 that Andrew and I watched at the Jammer. Yeah, they, like, and they, they, they the cheated. Once a guy took a dive. Oh, in yeah, the of course they did. They... Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, Kuehl yeah. was just like, yeah, Kuehl's got gout. He's out. And I'm like, huh? That's, that can happen? You can just yeah, pick it's... up gout on a Thursday? Yeah, Remember? That's no why he didn't play at gout.
0: It's It's funny about that thing. All of us being sort of novices when it comes to the world game where every now and then if I talk about that with people here and like, how did Australia go in the World Cup? It's like, well, we made the round of 16 once and we nearly beat Italy. And then, you know, and then this guy took a dive in the 90th minute and they got one goal and that was it. And and it was was so unfair. It was so insane. And people over here know football better than us. Like, oh yeah, that's what they do. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. That's what happened.
2: There are so many things in soccer that are just accepted as part like, of soccer that are ludicrous. It's like, yeah. it's the Italians. Of
0: course that's what they did. It's like, yeah, but I, I don't that, know if you remember, shit. but in
2: that game, in that game, a guy got two yellow cards. And because the umpire has to just remember there's no system, Yes, the, the umpire just didn't really realize. And so the guy just stayed on for like an extra eight minutes before he actually got sent off because, you know, and everyone's like, yeah, oh, it's one of those things. What are you going to do?
1: We're going to get roasted by the uh, the European Union for this. I think they call them uh, refs, not ump's. Is yeah, that no, that, that, that's
0: true. Yeah, there's refs, and they do have a video system now. Because again, like the, people argue that it's part like the vagaries of the game, or part of the appeal. But in such a low scoring game, I actually think you should you should go for also the fact that full time is just like based on a feeling. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's the, that's
2: my favourite one. That's my
0: favourite one. <laughs> Or yeah. We'll just see how this extra plays time out. or something, give or take.
2: Yeah, the, the umpire's like, look, I reckon seven minutes in, yeah, seven minutes. Let's go seven.
0: But it may be seven and a bit, and then we'll
2: just see. And just remember if someone goes down with a hammy, which they're probably faking, that just counts. Like, they're not, there's no time on. You know what I mean? So the seven minutes can just get eaten up for three minutes by guys faking a brain injury, right?
1: Yeah, there's no additional, no additional time on top of the time on if there's nonsense when the time on's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's also the only sport I can think of that you get rewarded more for scoring away from home, like the away goal rule. Away goals are worth more because it's so much harder. Can't think of a single other sport that allows that.
1: That doesn't happen in, yeah. But does that happen in every soccer? kind of comp worldwide, or is it just for World Cup stuff?
0: I don't think so. Someone, someone will write in and tell us to, you know, Dick and at gmail.com. Someone can write us the mailbag. Will they? <laughs> I think so. Yep. Gmail.com. Yep. Oh, you got an email, by the way, in the, in the mailbox. It was uh, from Google.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, was
0: it? <laughs> Welcome to Gmail. <laughs> Welcome to Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> How to set up your mailbox.
2: Yeah. Incredible they reached out just for that. They've done one on the – they're trying to spit it off into a thing. They've done one on cricket now, and then they've done a whole one on the 1989 Grand Final specifically, which you might quite like, Dave. Is that one good? Yeah, it is. It's just like interviews with people, and and it's just good. Yeah, because that game, I mean, you could talk about that game forever. Right, just Ablett.
0: I mean, I barely remember it because we weren't that old. But we were in America, and it was on ESPN – and we, I remember watching it with the people who we were staying with, and they were just watching it going, what is going on? Like, All the games like this? The violence was staggering. Gary Hawking, out of control. Although, although I was at 1990, Sam, when uh, when your guys uh, got beaten by Collingwood. And I, I actually quite distinctly remember the quarter-time brawl of that as a kid, watching yeah. it going, oh, Jesus, this is... Is this what football is? Like, is this what's supposed it, to happen? It's a, just a guy, it's guy knocked out... They were fighting. I seem to remember they're fighting like all the way off the ground, like down the race and stuff. And I'm just like, is this yeah. supposed to happen? They got real. Yeah, Lee, Lee Matthews held Gavin Brown up against the fence as as the Essen players walked past it. He's still here, and he was like, you know, the guys like concussed, and Lee Matthews like propping him up like weekend at Bernie's style, going, "He's still around. You haven't got him." Kevin Sheedy, Kevin Sheedy had a fight with Gubby Allen during that. They fought each other.
2: <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not a joke. During it, unbelievable, fought. unbelievable.
1: Yeah, perfect. What, so, what's that? 1990. Were you age 12 at that stage, yeah, Dave? Yeah, like that?
2: yeah, I was at the game too, but I don't remember it.
1: Would have been the perfect, perfect game to go to the grand final, get home, turn the replay on, and and just you know grab a pizza and, and <laughs> eat it whilst you watch. But they hadn't been invented yet. So what are you <laughs> no. to do you do? We have a pizza of the out first here, time. Pizza for the first time. <laughs>
2: Like hip hop, it just hadn't hit Australia yet, John. But G was big when it arrived.
1: Yeah, pizza, pizza was counterculture at that stage. It was really underground.
0: You had to go to the west to get it. (laughs) You got black market, (laughs) black market pizza if you knew the right person.
1: Guys with clandestine clay ovens, just you know, cooking hot pies.
0: Going to a laneway bathtub pizza they used to call it you mix it up in a bathtub yeah that's yeah, sure. yeah. right just knock on the door once and just be like hey i just want a margarita <laughs> uh, i love doing a callback joke to an episode that six people listen to
1: <laughs> it
0: doesn't work that well it's double the number you're going to listen to this one yeah so then if you've got three listening to this and six listen to that the total number of people who get that joke is us
1: well, the SEO the SEO really climbed on that one. Uh, it did. You did. Get email from uh, Gary Dino or whoever the founder of Dial- Dialers. Look, he never he never came back to us. Um, I did. We reached out about sponsorship, but it's funny.
0: It's gone cold with Dialer Dinos. It's almost like it's almost like they don't exist. <laughs> much yeah. like much like the
1: pizzas when they eventually arrived.
2: Good pun, possibly unintended, but very good. The <laughs> <laughs> is there following
1: up on last week's hot topic? Is there is there upcoming mailbag on this? app, Dave, have we got any, Not a lot. There's a, there's a few,
0: a uh, few third parties uh, who who had a, a genuine, earnest listen. Uh, several of them
1: didn't give feedback, which is not a great sign. I mean, you, if if they're not willing to respond, there's no chance they listen to it because it it. Promotes conversation, Dave. This this point of, of anything.
0: Well, our our friend uh, Trent, the f- rat took took notes last week, but then but then didn't write them up. So that's unusual. Uh, I got a little mm, bit of feedback from a listener here who said he thought it was enjoyable and good banter, and he appreciated stories and flashbacks, but not in jokes. So I think that's that's obviously a pretty sensible feedback. Like that. And and we do probably have some in jokes, but anyway, the main thing to talk about is. I mean, here I'll talk about afterwards, but the, the main thing is Melbourne and Victoria.
1: Ooh, hot topic. And Sam's going to come in hot on this one, I feel.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to reference Sam's previous takes on this because that's 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 ungracious, and and you know hindsight is always 2020, so we'll forget all that. Uh, but it's obviously there's a problem with cases going up. There is a reversion to is it stage four. Or are people talking <laughs> about stage four. That's a hot topic. No,
1: so are going to that's that's stage three. <laughs> stage three,
0: that's stage a three. Sub hot okay.
1: topic. Yeah. Okay. Well, so- but I was I was thinking they may go to well, stage three is just back to what we were in the first couple of months there. You know, pretty tight. Only four reasons to leave the house, that kind of thing. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors and speculation about stage four this week, although it seems to be mostly horse uh, shit. Yeah. Um, similar to what they did with um with water restrictions you know back in the day when we had those those severe droughts for 10 or 15 years ago there's a chance that they could just throw in a stage 3a and just bring in a couple more little tightenings not call it stage four because that starts to get pretty extreme but still you know lock a few things extra down to to avoid that political context of of a stage four tightening. So you know, we'll see how, how the, the tea leaves play out. But it's um yeah, it's not been a good week or two uh down here.
0: And this is a this is a six week duration and see how it goes. Hopefully it goes through, you know, the cycles of the people who have the virus in that six weeks and by the time that's finished you've got far fewer new infections. Is, the is that the theory?
1: Yeah, that's uh, I think what they're
0: Hey what are you doing? I told you I'd do that. Don't, don't worry about the mute button, Sam. Just, just Dave, keep going.
1: Maybe mute yourself if you're going to have a family conversation. We're in the middle of a hot topic.
0: Just commute your family business as much as you like on air. It's no problem. Go. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I did. I must, have hit, I, must, I must have hit
2: the
1: fast forward button instead. You, you, can, uh, you can cut those out there, right, Dave?
0: Yeah. Is there a fast forward button on fucking Zoom? What are you, What is he talking about?
1: On a
2: Mac. I'm on a Mac. I thought I hit mute on the computer, but I think I hit a different button.
1: Oh, yeah. No, good call. Anyway, Andrew, we play, continue. We should record this in two times speed. That'll be uh, exciting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say other than, yeah, it's been a bit of a shit show. Uh, it's hard to know. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about that. It started with this this political hot button topic of um, security guards in the lockdown hotels or the quarantine hotels. And that's where the spread started. But now it seems to have crossed the border into New South Wales, potentially in and people from Victoria, you know, initial bursts have, have spread it up there, and you know, who knows? It's, but it's like wildfire. It's it's really hard to know because it takes so long to figure out, you know, where someone's been, then contact trace, then test those people, and by that time they've already, you know, been in the community doing other things. So you're always days days yeah. behind, uh, which which you know ruins you. But, you know, it's still, it's it's bad. It's still nowhere near as bad as, as other places on the planet. Uh, so yeah. whilst it's bad, yeah. it could be way, way, way worse. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, does
0: does stage three mean, or phase three, does that mean homeschooling? It does, doesn't it? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. That,
0: that's a tough pill to swallow. It's the same as where we were. It's
2: tighter in a few ways, slightly softer in a few other ways. It's basically where we were a few a months ago. And then, yeah, lots of rumors that it's going to get stricter, but who knows whether that's
1: true or not.
0: So, Andrew, Andrew your son is school age. Sam, are your boys at school? They are, aren't they, in the first yeah. year? So, what's, what was it like first time around doing homeschooling?
1: A fucking nightmare, basically.
0: What what grade are we talking? Shit. Is this grade three?
1: So, I've got, I've got grade two and prep. Mm-hmm. And once we got up and going, grade two was okay because, you know, the young bloke, he's at an age where you can kind of teach him to use a computer and he can Read. drive it roughly himself. It, reading is incredibly important. Uh, and there's yeah. enough, a great, there's a bit more content. So there's just a bit more to learn cause you, you know, yeah. a few math things and you can kind of drive it yourself. Prep is just an absolute. Yeah. Should, uh, sure. it, it's just, it just needs to be full time, you know, supervision and guidance at, at every step of the way so yeah
0: and, and what's on the curriculum at prep it, isn't it still kind of life skills and and absolute fundamentals at life that point skills.
1: like you know to fill in a tax return if that's what you mean life yeah skills. Yeah. Mean?
0: yeah how to deal with a
2: difficult boss <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how to invest in high yielding bonds that sort of stuff no it's um <laughs> yeah. it's look it's stuff like um it's stuff like Andrew's probably the same, but they'll, they'll, they'll have you download an app. And then the teacher like puts work up and it actually, it works pretty well given they had to get it all set up at like five, five minutes notice given no one ever possibly imagined something like this happening. They do stuff like the letter of the week or whatever will be like, you know, J or whatever. so it's lots of stuff to do with that. You draw a picture of things to start with J and you'll know, find them in your house and you take photos of them and you put them, show them to your teacher. It's all that sort of stuff. It's pretty fun. And if like, if one or both of you were not working and you could just be dedicated to that, you could probably have some fun with it. But if you try to do other things as well, you, you basically have to stand there right with them um, to get them to do anything because they can't really hold a thought more than maybe 15 minutes or half an hour at a time. And so um, the teachers also probably initially were overly ambitious anyway at our school and They and they, they're just doing their best. Like it's very hard. So they pulled it back very quickly. But like the first day we got our task, there were like seven things to do. And there's kids are just like no chance to do it unless you sat with them for the whole day. So it's it's pretty bad, honestly. Like it's not, not bad spending the time with them, but trying to do all these things as well
0: is not fun. No, and I guess that just the like the mental weight of having to carry that for another six weeks on top of all the other just general stresses and uncertainties is, it's just not what, obviously, all right, not what you need. No, it's a disaster and yeah.
1: You start making decisions about, right, you think back to your schooling and go, at periods of our schooling at various grade levels, we'd go on a family holiday for three or four weeks and not do any of the required tasks at whatever grade you're in at the time. So at this point, you go, all right, well, we're just going to have to treat the next upcoming portion as one of those. It's like going away on holiday overseas overseas have you know, no contact with the school and just forego whatever supposed learning is supposed to happen. Yeah. Just write it off because it's almost, it's just, it's an absolute task to, to try and try and get it done. Um, Actually, so yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I almost felt worse, Andrew, um, when they, it's less the schooling. I don't worry too academic stuff. I don't know. The boys go, okay, don't worry me too much. But like, I almost feel worse when they're, they're here all the time, when they're not even doing school and they want to do stuff with you. And that's when it gets hard because they're used to you being there on the weekends. So they're like, cool. You know, dad's home, Mum's home. They're up for stuff. Let's do this. Let's go to this. Let's try and do this. And you got to just be like, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Like, so that's, that, that bothered me a lot more than whether or not they can do all their, their their work requirements, which are frankly not that important anyway. They're only in prep, you know, like you just feel guilty all the time. And they're sort of sad They don't really get it. You know, like it's just a, it's not a good situation. And yeah, every, like you watch bear in mind at the moment, you watch the footy, which is in Brisbane, which is a short flight from here, as you know, and there's like fifteen thousand people at the game. So like it's it's just a bizarre scenario where everyone in Australia is back to close ish to normal, with a few exceptions. Um and we're like in a frankly fairly extreme state of lockdown still. It's very weird.
0: Is there opposition to the to the idea of locking everything down, or is it is there a sort of a buy in that's in the mm. universal? I,
2: I think everyone thinks we need to do it. There's probably more rage from some parts, possibly just me, about the fact that we're in it in the first place. But now that we're in it, I think we have to be in it because otherwise, you know, otherwise it's lots of people are going to die. But how we got here is a whole other thing and um, a whole other discussion. But anyway, that's the way it goes.
1: Yeah, it gives you insight to go, all right, well, we're in lockdown, which is... You know, infuriating to a degree, but we understand it's necessary, and I agree with Sam. I feel like the bulk of the well-mannered populace understands the reasons we need to, and yeah. we all want it to be. It, we all want it to be a good outcome overall. You think about the like the U.S. or Brazil or some of these countries where there's, you know, in a lot of places there's very little being done about it at all, and it's out of control, which would be a whole nother infuriating situation of. Why, why aren't we in lockdown? Why is yeah. anyone taking this seriously? So it's a bit hard to know what's the worst feeling being locked down because of annoying outbreaks that probably for the most part shouldn't have happened versus no reaction at all to severe outbreaks, which would be a unmitigated disaster.
0: Yeah, although, I mean, when you look at the States, it, it, it feels like at a federal level, they've kind of given up basically. It's like, well, it is what it is. I mean, it almost feels like they're never going to get rid of it there. Like, if this is how it is now and, and they're just nowhere near slowing it down and then it will come again, yeah. maybe their only hope, if, if not a vaccine, is that the thing mutates into something less deadly, which is I, – I believe that's what happened to the Spanish flu is what stopped that, is that it just mutated into something less deadly so it didn't become something that you needed to be this serious about.
2: Caught a few on the way through, though. Like, there were – they just for context – Florida has about the same population as Australia, and they had four times as many deaths yesterday as Australia's had since this started.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: It's, it's uh, hard to possibly comprehend how, in a country that successful and rich and like us, it could be going that bad. Like, it's just incredible. Probably only gonna get worse, like it's, it, you don't even know what to say.
0: Just the last thing on Melbourne. what are the business types that had been reopened and now have to close again? Because I feel for those Every people- Every restaurant. They- Shit, yeah, I feel for those people if you've you've just gotten through it. And a lot of these places might have only just stayed afloat and then they're starting to get back into it and now it's another six weeks. That might be the end of, you know, a lot of small pieces.
2: It's like a lot – well, restaurants can open if they want for takeaway or coffee or whatever, but no one can sit in them. Then retail stores, weirdly to me, since you're technically not meant to go to retail stores, they're, they can open if they want, but a lot of them can't make money, so then they don't. Gyms are all shut again – so, a lot of these businesses here yeah, came back open for maybe like three to four weeks, and then had to go back. So It's just a very, some very unusual situation. Pretty tough.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's extremely brutal. Well, fingers fingers are very crossed, of course, over here for for what happens next and how it goes. Are you, are you
2: back to normal? Are you
0: back to? You got any restrictions uh, now, or are you? Yeah, back there, to... there's still some. The t- today actually the day where they reopen their borders to the majority of the EU in Norway, uh, other than Sweden. So. The Swedes are still basically, we're not going there. They're not
1: coming here. I mean, Every, your, your closest and only physical border? Uh, sure? There's a border with Russia up, up in oh, the far, right far the top. north. Yeah, yep, at the top.
0: But everyone else is, is coming in as of today and all the Norwegians who would go to Spain or wherever for their summer holidays, which is a large number of them, they, they all can do that as of today without having to do quarantine and all the rest of it. So it'll be really, I'm a bit tense about it. Um, because Norway's done a great job getting on top of it, like this kind of two cases a day, like total number of deaths is about, um, you know, uh, 212 total, you know, total number of people in hospital is like six, you know, they're, they're doing well. But the other, the other countries that are now kind of have a free reign to come here are not doing that well. And, and people here love to travel. I mean, the main reason it started here was people going on ski trips to Austria, which had this hotspot and they all went to this bar. And just everyone went to the bar, got it and gave it to a number of people. So then that, that whole possibility is, and look, I, I want things to be open again. Like one of the things that's the best things about living here is, is the, the, the freedom to travel and the relative low costs. Like the fact that you can, you could anyway before this, just take a trip to London in two hours or, you know, go go to these great places. That's the one of the best things about living here. But it's still, it's there's something a bit nerve wracking about just not knowing how this is going to go um but the government here has done a very good job they I, I do have faith in them to be you know sensible in how they manage it so let's let's see obviously if things start to spiral then we're gonna to have to do the same thing melbourne's done but you know fingers crossed um but we our we government's did, been pretty good overall too i would say it seems it seems that way from from uh from afar anyway but the the thing that we did the the domestic holiday which was interesting like it, it sort of forced us to see parts of the country that we wouldn't have seen otherwise or that we've sort of been on the list but we just didn't bother because it's more exciting to go to thailand or to go to wherever for your summer holiday so
1: for the listeners for listeners dave how, what's the length of norway top to bottom
0: well it's a, it's a tall skinny country so it's quite a it's it's you know thousands of kilometers like much,
1: up much of its populous yeah
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, and the trees. My theory is that it's, the sun's never out, so the trees and the people are tall and skinny because they're trying to reach the sun because they don't get any. That is not based on science. It might be. No, uh, top to bottom, it's I actually not, don't know. I I would, it's not science. <laughs> top to bottom, I would guess it's about <laughs> 5,000 Ks, but I don't know. But east to west, so we-
1: hey, Whoa, whoa, whoa whoa, whoa. Hang on, whoa. whoa. What? Whoa. Okay. 2,000
2: just... Ks from Melbourne to Brisbane. It's 4, yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: And okay. I don't know. A couple of thousand.
1: I don't
0: know. A couple of thousand. But
1: it's okay. tall. It's a long a bit way. Five thousand. Okay. <laughs> times a couple of yeah, Okay. I so don't, don't know. just. All right. Well, I'll tell you. It's seven. One thousand seven hundred fifty-two kilometers. Top. So the same as
0: five. It's give or take, Andrew. You know. Same.
1: Basically,
2: from here to Byron Bay, Melbourne to yeah. Byron Bay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's north south. What I can tell you about we went we went from the middle or sort of east middle, which is where Oslo is,
1: to the west. And that was... East middle. Your, your knowledge of geography and... Slightly slightly east of
0: the middle, Andrew. Slightly east of the middle.
1: So the, would you call it the Middle East? Yeah,
0: the Middle East. It's confusing. That's different. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, now, so we went from Oslo, which I would say is roughly in the middle, in the heart of the country, to Bergen, which is right on the west. And that that's not far. Like, to, to do that driving and back is is very comfortable and it we split it up but you could easily do that in in a you know short amount of time so it was good to see that side of the country and also fewer tourists plus social distancing means that you've got a little bit of breathing room like we went on a we went on a cruise of one of the fjords and um the boat was like half full which was so much better than usual because it would be absolutely jammed and even things there's there's a famous railway which Boots has actually been on, believe it or not, called the Flom Railway. And even that it was like you had the whole carriage to yourself, and so it was good. Um, you know, being one of the worst things about holidays is sometimes other people, and so it was actually kind of nice to have half the number of people. It's socially it's a bit odd. Like we met up with some friends and we went out for a beer, which was you know I know that sounds like a luxury, that's a bit weird because it, it just takes some getting used to being out and having very stringent distance kind of protocols and over here they've chosen some really arbitrary strange things to get rid of so menus are gone you're not allowed to have a menu a paper menu anywhere or even a laminated nothing that you can hold and read so everywhere you go now they have their own app and you have to download that and then you order it and then someone just shows up a second later and looks at their phone like oh yeah this is your beer like you can't go to the bar and order it something about that is just kind of odd that's funny like that's
2: I'm not sure if we ever got to the point where you could just, Andrew will know this, but I don't know whether you could. we got to a point where you could go to a bar and order a beer or whether it got shut down before we got to that point. But you could still, there were still menus and stuff here. Like, no, we never got to that point here, as far as I know. Andrew?
1: No, once they reopened restaurants for limited seating, like 20 people max capacity at any one time, yeah, they were still handing out menus. I mean, they were yeah, you know, making they were. you making you register your details on entry to venues, so that they could contact trace if if something happened, if if someone was identified, which is that was good. But they were still handing out menus. But then there was also you know disinfecting of of hands and things on entry and exit. So there, yeah. there was, you know pra- practical things, but the need to download a new app depending on which restaurant you're at is a Bit annoying.
0: Like, it is, yeah. and what, they're not very
1: good. What if you just leave your phone at home? What are you going to do?
0: In Norway is a, such a cashless society and, and almost cardless now that if your phone runs out, you're screwed. Like You buy your train tickets and transport tickets, you do your banking, uh, even your driver's license. Now you don't have to carry a physical driver's license. They have an app and it, like a proper certified copy of your license is just in there. So it pays to have a phone that has good battery life because if your phone runs out, then there's all sorts of things that you suddenly just you screw and you can't do it. But there's something about the personal, like that that small personal interaction you have with someone when you order something from them. It's just it's just much better when you just deal with a person rather than a different app for every place. Obviously, but you know you take what you can get, right? It's um, it's it was still good to be able to do it.
1: Maybe they should have a, a government created and sponsored app for all restaurant ordering, Dave. That, that seems like a fantastic idea. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't it be? State controlled restaurants.
0: Yeah, that's that was good. But the, the, there's obviously pressure, like when there's a finite number of holiday spots, there's obviously a bit of pressure on the, the few kid friendly things that are popular. So when you go to the zoo or something, they're keeping people apart, but there's just everyone's trying to go there at the same time and they can't because they're capping the numbers so heavily. Apparently, at some of the places, woke, they woke the bears up from hibernation early so that they could open their zoos early. How'd they wake them up? I don't know. I don't Ooh. want to be the person doing that. No,
1: nah. I told him it was a training session at the Gabba. said,
0: Cap, Cap is here and so's Robert Walls. Get out there. <laughs> well, the other thing I thought of was that the aquarium we went to, the star attraction at this aquarium is the otters because they're cute and they can do stuff and all the rest of it. But otters sleep for 70% of daylight hours. And I was I was thinking to myself about like what are the ethical ramifications of if you could genetically breed a type of otter that like didn't sleep all day like would that be would that be acceptable to do like a or not? super otter a, a daytime yeah. otter basically
1: universal soldier otter yep yep mm-hmm. I think they they did that the Manchurian candidate was based on otter science as far as I know yep yeah activated Cutting with edge. a couple of keywords.
0: Well, the orders were a bit of a letdown. I really built them up and then my daughter was expecting too much and she, she was a little underwhelmed by their by their tomfoolery and... You mean they can't juggle?
1: <laughs> yeah, what did you what did you tell her they were going to do? I
0: was like, watch this one solve pie to twelve places. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, I just said that yeah. they were good. I said these are the ones these are the ones you're waiting for. I just
1: because it's not the it's not the wind in the willows, they're I know. just fucking animals, there's there's
0: an order in America that plays basketball, Andrew. And in, in Portland, he swims around, he puts it through a little hoop. Ray Otter?
1: Ray Lee Otter? Yeah. No, not Ray Lee Otter. That'd,
2: that'd be a great name for him, though. Ray space Lee space Otter.
1: That'd <laughs> be a brilliant yeah. name. Kn- be pretty angry a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Known for, known yeah, yeah. for one role and one role. He'd be,
0: be Ray Lee Otter from NARC. Do one uh, phenomenal thing early in its career and then uh, inexplicably fade from view. I think he's, I mean, he's sort of around now, but he, he faded from view... I mean, he was like electrifying in that movie, even though he was not the only one. But it just, what career choice did he make that stopped him from doing more, I wonder?
1: Well, the only other thing I remember him from, which is, you yeah, know, pretty soon after Goodfellas, I reckon, was Escape from Absalom. Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Which I, for some reason, watched a lot. It must have been repeating on TV at the time, but um, it's not a bad film. I actually reasonably enjoyed it. But what else, what else is he known for?
2: He was in Narc. He was in Hannibal.
1: Yeah.
2: He was in Blow. He played a,
1: law- he played a lawyer. He played a lawyer in something recently. He
2: oh, a Divorce Story, Marriage Story. Yeah. Oh, Marriage Story. Yeah. That. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was good. He's always good, but he just
0: sort of hasn't. He's not a leading man, really. I guess. No. Not a good looking man, you wouldn't say. But he, he had those. He had those blue eyes, and he had he had he had something, and he didn't capitalize on it. Smarmy. It's smarmy smarmy. so he's in the upcoming uh sopranos prequel so he's going back yeah yeah but i don't know if they shot that before this happened or not i i I know it's happening but i don't know if they shot any of it
2: i could be i'm pretty sure that um i'm pretty sure that james gandolfini's son has a major part in that sopranos prequel like in real life
0: he does yeah Yeah.
2: gary gandolfini (laughs)
1: yeah, <laughs> it was coming it was I coming think it was. His, name, no. his name I was going to say it, say it, you were going to say it, everyone
2: Yeah, his name's Wayne Gandolfini
1: <laughs> Wayne James Gandolfini
2: Plays for Yarraville and he's going to be in the new Sopranos prequel <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, played a couple of preseason games for the Richmond VFL side And then uh, yep. he's going to be in the Sopranos yep. prequel
2: He's a crafty Ford. Yeah, yep. right,
0: raking right footer.
1: Speaking of guys who can be in a Sopranos briggle, uh, claims she reckons uh, Vince Colosimo passed her on the street just two days ago. And I remarked to her, it's the, the now disgraced Vince Colosimo. And then I actually couldn't remember what he was disgraced for. But was it? Was I remember.
2: Was drugs? It, yeah, he, he busted. The ice busted pipe? Was on the with, pipe? He had the pipe, Andrew. Yeah, the ice pipe.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah. Falling yeah.
2: on hard times.
0: Vince Colossomo. Was he the star of Underbelly the first season as uh, Alphonse Gangitano?
1: Gangitano.
0: <laughs> much,
2: much better as Chopper with, uh, with the uh, Neville Bardos. Have a yeah, Bardos. Yeah.
0: Look at this. Look at this. I'm <laughs> flying, mate. Sam, can you tell us about the day you helped Chopper Reed move house?
2: Oh, In your yes. capacity
0: as Miller's self storage driving slash storage man,
2: yeah, and and it was pre smartphones, which means I didn't get a photo of them, which was just a, really a shame for me. But would you have um, done it if you could have? Yeah, Good question. yeah, well, Good yeah, question. definitely,
1: yeah. You had that kind of yep, relationship definitely. with him.
0: Oh look, we were tight. We talked. Um, how, actually, how did it come about? Did you know it was going to be him, or, or did you just got a job that day and it was him? I'm work. I'm working in Miller Self
2: Storage. I think I was assistant to the assistant general manager at that point. <laughs> um, and he, he came in. going places. <laughs> yeah, he came, he came in and um he wanted a storage unit. I didn't ask him why. A couple of big duffel bags, you know what I mean? No, I didn't ask him why. He had a storage unit, refrigerated unit. Yeah, refrigerated is weird, actually. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, he came and just wanted a storage unit, and and so that was fine. Um. And then part of what
1: but more, part of more what information. He needed.
0: Like did did he fill out paperwork? Did he tell you who he was? Yeah, he had to, and he it out, to us?
2: And he, Yeah, no, I'm like, it's it definitely him. He comes in, he's he's got he's covered in stickers and he's missing his ears and all the rest, like it's him. There is there's just no question. And he signed the form, Brandon Reed, you know. Um and then part of what we offered was um if you took a book to twelve months or something, you could get a free move. So if you had to move stuff into storage, we would go and get it for you. So he and I got in the truck and drove back to his place to get a okay. few things, which fortunately were out the front, so we didn't have to go in there. But, yeah, it was just him and I in a truck.
0: Was the place outside the back of Smith Street? Yeah. Yeah, where was it Yes. It was, was, yeah. it was just, just right near there. So It, it was, was near the Nike yeah, store that yeah, I used yeah. to work at back in the day. He had a, Or at least yeah. he had a, he had some he, type of art facility a few blocks. His girlfriend, blocks
2: his girlfriend was pregnant at that point. Um, right. And he, I don't know how long he'd been out of jail or whatever, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's Jokes aside, I had, and I'm not, not been a tough guy. I had Zero fear. Like I wasn't like this guy's gonna. He didn't have any. Um, other people would come in who were more intimidating, who had an edge to them, or felt like they could flip out, or they were going to yell at you or something. He had none of that, except for the fact of how he looked. He just didn't. He didn't. I didn't think, oh my god, this guy's going to turn around and attack me. Why would he? But it was interesting being like I haven't sat next to a guy who's like officially killed five to ten people at least before. You know,
0: was the small talk small talk in the van or was it silent?
2: Yeah, we small talked. It wasn't awkward. It wasn't awkward, but I was just all the time. I was actually thinking, I need to make something of this because this is awesome. This is happening, but I couldn't think what. And I'm like, getting him to sign something's kind of just lame. But photo would have been what I needed. But then you got to bring a camera, then, and I didn't have. Yeah, I mean,
0: you should have got him one of those passport photo booths and done some wacky photos with him. That's true. Him. That would have been <laughs> perfect.
1: Take him to like the Jam Factory foyer <laughs> and jump in the passport photo booth. I should have or asked. Call him. him to a chemist, yeah, I
2: should have. Should have brought that up. Actually, I I regret that. Yeah.
1: So so there, yep. you're saying there were more there were on many occasions more intimidating people walking into Miller's self storage than Chopper Reed. What, oh, why that was, was I, such I, a hotbed?
2: No, nah, I nah, nah, I, don't, I just mean that like you'd think that you might be nervous around him because you're like wow this guy's clearly like a a, a gangster, um, but compared to some of those guys who. Uh, gangsters who are gangsters or guys who you see on the street who just have that super like i'm crazy intense i could flip out at any moment he just didn't have that vibe i wasn't like oh my god if i if i screw this tape work up this guy's going to jump over the counter not that that ever happened anyway but just like he just didn't have a vibe that some people have who are aggressive when you're trying to do customer service you know he just didn't have that at all he seemed pretty chill he seemed like an old man he didn't have tattoos and ears and all that he could just be some old bloke who's come in to do
1: some stuff if he had less tattoos and more ears, he'd be fine. Yeah,
2: look, he didn't have the ears were were a big part of it. You could, he yeah. had an open neck shirt, and you could see the the King Kong and like the tats through like the gap in his shirt. And I'm just like, this is kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, tactically, it's it's an amazing move to cut your own ears off to to create an aura. I mean, obviously the crimes he committed contributed to an aura, but also to do that to
1: I mean, shit, it worked. It's what he's he's remembered oh. for because it's hard to avoid. Yeah, isn't it just?
0: Well, I don't know what the jail version of LinkedIn is called, but it's probably better than actual LinkedIn. JinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Yeah. No, Andrew, Andrew LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> that's
1: better. Yeah, that's good. You reckon that's there good.
2: Is, do you reckon there is jail LinkedIn? Do
0: you reckon there is?
1: That's a good question. Well, I, I believe that's where the photo's from he came out from they just logged onto his profile Ooh. i missed all,
0: i missed all that i was laughing at my own joke and knocked out my headphones so i didn't hear what he said
1: oh
0: this rookie
1: error from the producer
0: yeah, I, know. I shouldn't have a cable but you know i, I do but I uh, says so on on vince colosimo and chopper and uh ray liotta is there anything interesting on your
1: radars tv what a, what a what a triplet that is <laughs> Going classic combo
0: but what I was going to say um, about well, video. He's
1: got a mute. Now he's got a mute. What's going to mute.
0: I like how his excuse before was like, I'm on a Mac, like no one's ever been yeah. used one before. It's
1: like, yeah, yeah I don't know, I'm yeah. on a
2: Mac. It's like, yeah, fucking so is everybody. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to explain to you what button I was trying to push and I hit the wrong button. I wasn't in Zoom. I was hitting the keyboard. <laughs> well,
1: you're pushing, or you're pushing our buttons. Can I say that?
0: Yeah, always. Yeah, I'm aware of that.
1: Ooh. Now.
0: But what I was going to say, I have a tip this week for not really adult shows, but shows that are not made for kids that actually work really well with kids. I found a show that my five-year-old and I watched together, a Netflix show called Nailed It. I don't know if you guys have ever heard yeah, yeah. of it. It's the love it. Best yep, one. best one for good. watching with kids. It's amazing. Did you Have you it's seen the one? Good. It's very clever in that the cakes they have to make look sort of achievable, but then they're actually not, and also they don't give them enough time. Do but they? Some, well, a lot like, of the time, I know, they're I know. incredible. I know, but I, it, it <laughs> seems like it's an earnest attempt, right? Like they're, they're actually trying and they sort of get close because if they just can't do anything, then it's not a funny thing. But the one that my daughter insists on watching, there's a guy who was like this IT manager who's, you know, enthusiast baker who thinks he, he might be able to, you know, win the 10 grand. He made such a mess of his cupcakes that in the end, he had to abandon them and he just put icing on an apple <laughs> that was sitting nearby. <laughs> <laughs> that was what presented to them. And they sort of didn't do the reveal. So there's like, it's an apple. <laughs> it's a fucking apple because <laughs> the case are such a disaster.
1: <laughs> uh, and there's
0: something inherently funny about cakes that just don't look the way they're supposed to look. I've
1: always, You've always that been one. a big fan of that. Big fan you of that. have always liked that. You have yeah. always liked that,
0: actually. Yeah, D- Disney Cake Fails is one of the best Google images searches you can ever do because there's just so many classic ones. I'll tell you one thing that's good. I think it's on Netflix because he's on a few, but
2: I, I like a bit of Bear Grylls from time to time. And I found a I found a Bear Grylls program on Netflix for children where he'll get to like the top of the fjord and be like, hey, should I abseil my down, own this,
1: piss. Yeah.
2: down this clip face or should I get into a Kung Fu match with this like gang of sea otters? And the children get to choose which option on the remote, that the which choose your own adventure style, the right. boys love it. That, actually, love it actually sounds yeah. a
1: lot like uh, the rebel billionaire, the old <laughs> Prancing.
2: <laughs> it is, it's based on that concept. Jeff, yeah, very yeah, similar. You should,
1: never have, you should never have fought those otters, they're armed with switchblades and they've killed you desperately. That was suicide. <laughs> suicide. <laughs> another, um, another good one, Dave, which is you know, something from your childhood, but also refers back to a, a community episode. Is the um. The Netflix floor is lava. Have you caught that one? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, what what can you tell me that. about it. It's good. Yeah, you, what, that's not too bad either. It's, is it simple uh, as
0: it sounds? Like what? What's the conceit? It's as
1: simple as it sounds. Except the floor, the floor is genuinely liquid and bubbling red mess. Obviously not lava, but it's yeah. And then there's obstacles, and you've got to get from one side of the set to the other side without falling falling into the lava. Is is a there team, a prize? Oh yeah, I'm the sure prize is. is I don't know what. Lava. It is. No, I, there's a cash yeah. prize, I'm sure, or you you move up the grades or something. But the the, the kids found it. I didn't even know it existed. The kids yeah, yeah. found it, yeah, they've yeah, been like watching it. it nonstop.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's good. And and Andrew, Andrew, I just watch it every time. I'm like, man, can I get my hands on one of those courses for like a couple yeah, of yeah, years? Yeah. Imagine that. got to give it's it a go. Awesome. You got to give it a go. You're like, Dave, it's it's like a proper set, and so you're like, all right, so I've got to like like sort of climb along the edge of a pretend living room wall hanging onto like the paintings that are on the wall and then I've got to like backflip onto a spinning bed in the middle of the room <laughs> and then yes. stand on a partially
0: sunken bookcase before yeah. grabbing onto a canoe That it's very good. Uh it does it's really sound good, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean this the, the set that you uh, the set that you would want to borrow if you could borrow any would be the old wipeout set. Obviously. Like if you could do a bachelor party on the set of the show Wipeout, that would obviously be the the, the ultimate
2: I- yeah, that's the one where you've got to run over the things, and, and all those people are always cocky and then they're just getting smashed.
0: Yeah, there's right? a, the, the level of brutalization per per 60 minutes on that show. I, I don't know what happened to that show, but some of those people must have had permanent injuries from that because it was just like car crash level violence, but it was so entertaining. Yep. Your boys should be watching that, Sam. I'm sure that's right up their alley. Mm.
2: I must admit. Like that, you're right, that was on TV and there used to always be like, there's obviously one course somewhere and then you could hire a different country production TV channels or whatever would go there and record their version of it Correct, because it was yeah. like, you'd watch one and it'd be like American accents on the commentators and one to be Australian or whatever. But, um, but it was the same course or similar, but I must admit that has not, there's been a whole lot of that for a while, right, Andrew? I don't think that's been on TV for a few years. Like well, they golf. flipped
1: it to uh, Ninja Warrior, which is just a little bit more professional grade. You know, probably a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, little, yeah, more athletes, but they're yeah less carnage, but still the same <laughs> a level of tension. Yeah, it's a different. Uh, it's a different
0: mo- modeler, right? Like that's about people who are legitimately strong and athletic and fit. Whereas wipeouts just Joe yeah. Joe six pack getting pounded by a novelty boxing glove when he's trying to walk across a fence. Which who doesn't want to watch that? One to the balls, one to the face. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Japanese version of that is predictably brilliant. The original one called yeah. Takeshi's Castle. Yes, yes, yes. yes good yeah. concept. Absolutely magnificent idea. I
1: just like yeah. Yeah, all right. We're climbing up a forty-five degree slippery angle, and then we're just going to tip two hundred kilos of mackerel down the fucking chute just <laughs> to, to trip
0: you. these idiots
1: up. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then, and then you just get pounded by a guy dressed as Godzilla. Yeah, For
1: yeah, no reason, yeah. He takes his helmet off, his, and it's actually Evander Hollyfield. Have <laughs> yeah. be, <laughs> yeah,
2: you ever seen how that you had to run through these doors painted on the walls, and some of them were just like crepe paper, but yes. some of <laughs> them had like actual <laughs> yeah. wood on them. Some, some of them some made of steel. Like, yeah, <laughs> you,
1: know, you can't go up and touch him. You just got to pick one and go. He's got to go yeah. full
2: pace, only yeah. one way. Yeah.
1: Uh, there's one where you, you' similar to that that painting scenario from flores Lava, you you're scaling a a wall like a like a rock climbing obstacle course going across it and there'd be holes in the wall and there'd just be these mechanical boxing gloves that' come out in various <laughs> holes and all the punch in the face guts balls. Shins. Yeah, you, you never knew which one though. Yeah, yeah. 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 So good. <laughs> Mechanical boxing gloves. Excellent. It's like yeah. a
0: giant metaphor for 2020. All of us are just that person crawling across Ooh, the thing and it's just- That would just be straight to the balls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Razor blades. Yeah. How's, the, how's the
0: winter? Has it been mild or has it been difficult?
2: I've been too focused on how sad I am all the time
1: to really, to really
2: think about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's yeah. accurate. It's uh, been the winter of our discontent, David, at the very least. It actually has. I, it has it has. I, um, No high I,
2: there. Andrew's right on the money.
1: Well, that's it for another week
0: of The Dick and Ham Show. We'll see you next week when we see if Hugh and the camp make a comeback or not.